Hey guys, get your towels ready because it's time for the Staycation Podcast with your host, Tommy Casabona and Tanya Puig. That's right, it's a Staycation Conversation. Hey. Yeah? We're on. Oh. How's it going? Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, back with Tanya. I'm going to try this again. We had a... uh, 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 Technical difficulty. A missing episode, and then we had a bad episode. <laughs> bad episode is like a microcosms of so many things. Just a bad. We had a bad episode. What's <laughs> going on? How you doing, Tanya? How was your commute today? It was good, uneventful. Yeah. Tanya came in, and uh, I put on. We we eat first, then we just chow down on whatever you know, whatever she wants, and uh, <laughs> and we, we uh-uh. put on a cruise show. And it was a comedy slash cruise thing. I've talked to you guys about it. The Tim Dillon episode where he talks about his experience on a cruise where he goes on with the Impractical Jokers, which is a comedy theme cruise. And what they do, both of them, him and Joe Rogan, they just literally, I mean, you can't put more of an assault on the cruise industry that they just did. Did Is that fair to say, Tanya? (laughs) I think I could add to it, though. You could add to it? Yeah, you're right. What did you What did you think? You could add to it. <clears throat> I just think, like, well, what we were talking about earlier, where I said I think that travel just brings something out in people that just causes conflict, and cruising is no different. I, I think with cruising, it goes from not the violent, but like the rage, like rage in a good way, in like a party way, way, like rageathon, yeah. like you know that's why you have people who fall asleep like on the deck chairs overnight that's me yeah i know that's, that's why me. i said that so i think the <laughs> that's fu- me the, well the funny thing is is like i i would love to get to the bottom of it and i think i do know i've noticed in my life like you know people are haters in a lot of ways and in, in general and i find that like the more kind of like you get like people get mad at me like not mad or they will not admit they're mad but they resent the fact that I even people that I've told that I just go back and forth from New York to Florida. Like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go here now. Like, there is a resentment that people have towards that. And I'm not saying everybody. I don't think people like you do. But there is a certain type of personality that for anyone who feels like they have freedom or they just do what they want, mm-hmm. there is a level of frustration that people get with that, whether they know it or not. Right. Or they manifest it in the right way. I think part of that is also that us as individuals think that we are right about the way that we do things, our choices, our decisions. And when you do something that's like kind of so far off yeah. somebody else's grid, it's not good. So even if they won't tell you because they sound like a pompous asshole, they do feel they it. They feel it and it comes out, it manifests yeah, in yeah, a certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so we're on the same page with that, I think. And I think... Where that kind of, I guess, manifests itself, this is like, you know, the first two minutes, and I've said the word manifest more times than I've said in the last 10 years. For some reason, I just jump on like a word, and I kind of write it. I like that. I do that too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, think, um, I think there's something about how much fun people have on a cruise. And I really do think that certain people have a little bit of anxiety about being at sea, you just heard them talk about it. Like they just said, Joe Rogan was high off his ass, and he was talking about it doesn't make sense that it floats. If I told you you were going to go to the middle of the ocean or the middle, he was comparing it to the deep space. 
He was like comparing he it to He was like, also in his own deep space. He was definitely uh, <clears throat> off his rocker. But what I'm saying is like, I think there's a certain amount of people that are, whether they want to say it, I mean, I everybody, you know, my uh, unwillingness to fly is well documented. And I don't like to fly. I don't run around cursing out people for going air- airplanes. But like, I think certain people, I think it's a matter of both. I think some people just have an anxiety when it comes to it. Would they do it? They probably would. But there's a little bit of an angst to it. And B, they just see how much fun people have. And and then, okay, I'll give it to them. There is a, a little bit of an element of, uh, of truth to what they're saying in that, yes, like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, people, it is a lazy person's vacation, okay? You want to say that? And if that's the, what you want to say? Now, all the people who do go on cruises that are listening... No, it doesn't necessarily have to be a lazy person's vacation. You can go on as, as much of an adventure as you want, and that's what I try to do every time. But if you want to just chill out, if you want to just shut down and not even have to kind of like lift a finger, cruising does that. And yes, maybe it does uh, kind of attract a crowd that they may kind of thumb their nose at a little bit. But it's like that with everything because there's just there's different little pockets of populations of people that are into things. I don't like going to concerts and music festivals, but my nephew and his friends, they were like, we're going to blah, 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 blah. Are you coming? And I was like, are you insane? Like, Why would you not? Why, why, what do you have against those? I just don't like crowds. Okay. I get very anxious. I don't like the feeling of forced fun. Like, I just, just not my thing. But that's some people's thing. And I don't. I so you try feel the same way to. about cruise. That's what gets in the way of cruising for you too. Probably. No, not really, because I've said multiple times that I, I've a I've been on a cruise, and b I would definitely go on another cruise. So you spent the time in our lives where you're saying you had no desire to go on another one. A cruise isn't something isn't the kind of vacation that I would seek out. Right, that's the difference. A cruise is something that if you were like, oh, you know, we're planning this cruise, blah blah blah, and if I was like, hey, that sounds cool, okay, I'll do it. But it's not something that I think that's the difference. Wouldn't be the first thing that you'd kind of like right. look into. So the same way with like concerts and music festivals, these people, they seek out, they find, they follow. So it, it's the same. You know, you're going to look for the best cruises and where you want to go. I feel like, like I've, I feel like I've turned Nicole. I feel like I've turned my friend Joe. I feel like I've turned people into just people like my buddy Joe is a great guy, but he... he you know, call it what it is. He may be listening, but I'll call it what it is. He he's not known for leaving his two block radius where he lives. Yeah, I know he's a lot not. Of people like and he that. just kind of chills and he's happy. I think that bothers me. What? Even though, like, I think I get bothered by people who are like, I only eat like chicken fingers and I only eat this. And I think people that are very very limited. I think that bothers me. People who I don't, are limited bother <clears throat> you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm trying to get I, down to I'm the bottom s- of a psychological mystery here. And I just watched these guys tee off. And yes, I watch Tim Dillon every single week. And he's one of my favorite comedians. And he could say, you know what? He could he can't say anything about cruising that would make me not want to be entertained by him. But he clearly, every week, does these sensationally exaggerated versions of whatever he's talking about to the point of actual ridiculousness. But if he didn't, he wouldn't be a comic. 
well some comics they stay a little closer to reality they gonna you know, they, they can really kind of, he lives in a fantasy world where he just kind of goes off and he went on rogan one time and he was talking about vaccines and what really happens with vaccines and while he was saying it he goes and joe do not ask me for a source <laughs> i will not be asked for a source on this but bill gates is running around africa right now trying to stick people with vaccines and that's it's what he it's, it's just part of his funniness but he basically said he called us garbage people and yes there is a tongue-in-cheek thing with it because i could tell you right now from watching him enough well him he's a little different he's got a weird thing about him where he is like even before he had money he was like a fan of elitism like he said he was a poor person he would drive around yeah him and his friends would drive around rich neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and curse himself out oh (laughs) screw me these people deserve this i'm such a he would he would condemn himself drive around rich neighborhoods and say look at these people look at this beautiful estate he deserves that he worked for it Mm -hmm. i'm a piece of garbage Mm -hmm. and he would do that with his friends this is just what he's kind of like his kind of mo but my peop- my thing is about people who are a little bit more serious about it. Like, I go into a lot of the groups. Now, what are some of the reasons that people have against cruising? Now, the people I don't blame, I guess, are the people who are afraid a little bit. Because I'm not going to lie to you. My first five, six, seven cruises, I never had what they call an unassisted sleep. Do you know what that means? That means that you're not taking anything to go to sleep? Yeah, and by taking something, I mean booze. Like, I, I just, oh. I never... Or anything, just any, anything. any substance whatsoever. So yeah, I, I would have that anxiety. That was not lost on me that we were in the middle of the ocean and there's nothing but just stars and blackness around you. There's five to eight to 10, 15,000 feet below you. I've there's infinite above you and who knows what on either side. So I get that and it, and that did take a little getting used to for me. I mean, I'm the kind of person that depending on... If I'm on any substances or anything, I can tur- talk myself into absolute fear. Hysteria? And <laughs> hysteria. Yeah. Like, I could sit somewhere and be like, I'm going to die. Tanya, the movies they show on these Lido decks don't help you either. I remember they show the most craziest movies that I think they're trying to mess with you. I think they are a little bit. I sat there one time, smashed off my ass from the day. I separated from the crowd. I saw they were putting on a movie. I had no idea it was called Dunkirk. I had no idea. I don't know. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's a World War II movie. I pass out. Mm -hmm. And then the battle scene starts. (laughs) And you you, blow up. And they're at sea. They're having a Navy battle. I wake up to a drunk from a drunken stupor to a Navy battle going on on the big screen. And I'm like, I fell out of my seat. I fell out of my chair. I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) Another time they did that one with, uh, is it George Clooney in the space movie? What's that space movie where she's just floating around and it's almost like space? Oh, yeah, George Clooney and and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, yeah, she's just floating around. That's a good movie, but that's a heavy movie for a cruise. Yeah, no, that's what they're just sitting there. It should be like Weekend at Bernie's. And it's like, uh, I fell in love with um, Couples Retreat, I think. Okay. That's what all of them, the Saturday Night Live guys. Okay. I sat on that Lido deck and laughed my ass off at that movie, knowing full well I would not have thought it was that funny on land. No damn well. I, I can see that. You know what I'll never do? What? Which is like, I guess, like that. that's another subset of people. Yeah. Camping. Camping, you would never do it? No. You would never try it? Nope. Um, I get why people do. Bears. I get why people enjoy camping. I will go as far as to say it's not my thing. 
I have over the course of, and I'm not a big shot. I am low maintenance. I'm all that. You could see here. We, I don't. There's not even a bedroom near you. <laughs> and uh, but I do probably struggle without plumbing or running water. I want the plumbing and I want the run, I running like water. I feel like I can do the roughing it part. Yeah. I can do the you know sleeping outside. I can do stuff like that. Lighting a fire. Um, for me, it's wild animals. I'm oh, so you don't you just don't know what's out there, right? So you're like a little nervous about that. I could. Totally I'm not a little that. nervous about it. I will never go camping. Okay, and that's just it. What about fat boy camping? Is was that like what is that? Is that like glamping? I already like it. I don't know what it is, but I'm you uh with it. you you have a car or a vehicle with you, and you're not necessarily uh, subject yourself to just the, the wild. We used to go camping every single year with my best friend's mom. This was the weirdest thing. From like ninth grade to twelfth grade, she took us camping in her Astro van. We ha- Aww, we set up that. a tent, about five of us boys, and the mom slept in the Astro van, and us five boys set up a tent. We get into all sorts of mischief. It was out on Long you Island. You guys somewhere. were the bait. Yeah, we we would we would go out to the Long Island Sound, which here in the South Shore of Long Island we never really see, and you know we do our thing. We had a good time and. We did that, and then one the first year we were in college, we decided to go alone without the mom. I mean, you're in college, I would hope. Right. So, but my friend drove the same Astro van, and we started driving to find this campsite. But we went upstate instead. Okay, like Bear Mountain or in that area, I think. Now, Tanya, we didn't find a campsite, <laughs> and we were driving. And driving and driving and driving. This is also before like GPS and yeah. you know iPhones. But it's the sticks. It's the woods up there. You know what I mean. You so figure lot, that you're just gonna yeah. run in, run right. out of buildings and into nature. There's no GPS. We got a road map, and yeah. So what we did was ended up unknowingly in a man's backyard. Did you camp there? <laughs> we camped in the backyard. We we got off. We drove into the backyard. We didn't know it was the backyard. I guess it was a big property. We set up the camp, and about. I don't know, about four hours in, we got we got the grill going. We're grilling burgers and putting on music, drinking, being a little loud. And some guy comes out. He's like, can I help you guys? <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're just camping. You know, this, this is a public area. <clears throat> this is my backyard. Uh, you're camping in my backyard. Did you not see his home? There was some sort of a homish type thing around. Um Again, it's a lot of square footage out there. I'll or, give or you that you're in college and probably not. And we didn't care either that thinking. much. And then we, yeah, and then we ended up after that. We ended up in some field, like some like if you were going to talk about like uh, children of the in corn. your area, like oh. Bennett Park. Okay. Or my area, Bay Park. You, you, we just set up camp there. That's illegal, also. Yes, but that's we did cool. it anyway. Being and homeless. Yeah, and my friend went to the bathroom in his pants, and now he's on a watch list on Facebook. So it All is what right. it is. A lot of things happen, but the point of the whole thing, and what we're trying to get to the bottom of, is the psychology behind people who hate cruising. Because the um, now the other thing I have to give a little bit of credit to towards. Now I don't agree. Listen, I don't agree per se. It's not that I don't agree. I don't have the sensitivity that maybe I should, but. The uh, environmentalists. Oh, okay. So you have environmentalists who think that cruise ships are wrecking. I mean, there's so much worse going on than cruise ships. Like, you know, I, I just hate the, 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 the politicians and people that, you know, talk about climate change. And then they're running around on the private jets. 
Yeah, um, no, I, I hear that. But the thing is this. They're trying to uh, get better. So they're trying to diminish their carbon footprint in, in this world we live in. And they're putting together uh, what is the Carnival's mega ship, the Mardi Gras coming out, has what's called LNG-powered fuel. And that's liquefied natu- natural gas, which dramatically reduced the emissions. Well, so, that's great. I mean, yeah. any industry that's not taking steps to reduce their carbon footprint is just doesn't see themselves in the long term. Yeah, I guess so. You could say that. I don't necessarily, you know, I think like, I don't know, we've... We've started down a path, I think, and it's like, I, I think we should try to be as responsible as possible, but it's like, what are we supposed to do? Turn back the clock now? It's, it is what it's going to be, and I don't know, but maybe that's not the right way to look at it. Who cares? Who knows? So, <laughs> I, do, I don't know who cares. Who knows? Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> so, those people may be against the cruise industry, but I'm talking about basically the people who just watch people and they troll around in the cruise groups, and they just love... To tell people what an awful, the, what an awful thing—the overfed, nearly fed, and newly wed—that's it. But that's Old the people, thing: is that you're gonna have slobs, fat people. You have people like me who, hey, you like cruising, ha- have fun, bon voyage, bring me back something nice. You have people who like camping, have fun, have some weenies, don't get eaten by bears. You have people who like festivals. Then you have people who just hate and troll people who found something that they enjoy. And they hate on that. I right. mean, so it's the people who do that, their, their psychology. So your point is, what you're saying is, their the psycho that psychological viewpoint from those types of people are just they're not going to be changed. They're, they're not going to be. They're, they're, they're going to they, hate, and they're going to be public about what they hate. No matter right, what. because they think that their opinion that you need to hear my opinion. You need to hear it. Yeah. Like I have to. I will explode if I do not write something in this chat, in this forum, in right. this. Facebook, I'm, I'm. They have to hear it because it's going to make me feel better. I see it all the time from people that I know too. They do it, and people just like ugh, cruising. But then I fe- see people who love world travel, who like land-based vacations, who take travel very seriously, and absolutely love cruising. I will. Um, I'll say this. I'll say that I challenge. All I mean, you see it for so in two areas that you see it most. How many you're you're stand, you're in the stand up comedy field? How many stand up comedians do you know just trash cruising? Um, <clears throat> I mean it's also just easy. Like, and when I say easy, it's there's there's a lot of material. I mean, you have you have a giant boat out at sea full of a bunch of people that are partying and drinking, and you know, there's gonna be. It, it's and and but they pretend the, the like buffets. there's no they pretend like there's no affluent people like I'm not an affluent person but I've cruised the people of of a certain income who do very very well. Well, let me ask you a question: If there was a you know, is it funnier to make fun of very affluent and wealthy vacations? No. Is it funnier to make fun of you know somebody who gets. I got so you. Drunk, so you're saying it's low lying fruit. Sunburned on one side, and like, then yeah, it is. It is. It is. This, like we said in the beginning, like I said at the top, it is a simple form of vacation. It is not necessarily right. a thinking person's. Like I'm not knocking people because it can be. It can be all those things. But if you want to just go, show up and cho- and shove fried chicken down your gullet and unload bottles of uh, whiskey down your throat, you can have that and. You could have it at a decent price, 
And yes, I always thought that. Like when I descend upon San Juan and that boat lets out and I see just, you know, people with fanny packs just walking around these beautiful cobblestone streets, I always do say Fanny packs and like tivas on. Yeah, and just like. It's funny. It's funny. Show me something cool. Like just expecting to be entertained. Like give me. Look, they have a Wendy's. Provide me with something that I want. Oh, look at that. Look at look at that. Look how they and like some in some cases laughing at it because it's not their customs or right. well let's do you hear their accent? Well wow, you sure have an like you'll have people say that. you sure have an accent. So I'm and I it's guess like I'm no, answering. this is what we speak here. You have yeah. an accent. So I am answering my own question. You do get like some people who just like do uh kind of don't get it at all whatsoever. You worked it out. You entangled it all by yourself. Yeah, but I think like that's... You manifested I, no, it. No, I think you manifested it because <laughs> those people are not a secret to me. I know they always existed, but I guess what it is is that since they even exist, even though they don't represent the large majority of cruisers, they still are out there. And when with them being out there, it's just easy in a person like a stand-up comedian who is trained to see- seek out and find absurdity... It's easy for right. them to do. It's low-lying fruit. It's 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 like, um, you know, we can all make fun of people who go to Comic-Cons. Yeah. I go to Comic-Con. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. But, like, that's the thing is that... Well, I mean, you do know you are an adult, right? I didn't say that I dress up in cosplay, but I went to one, you know. Um, it's fun. Have you ever gone to a furry convention? <laughs> Yes. You have? No, never. Okay. That shit's weird. You know what they do? They wear they they wear uh, the furry stuff comes out at night, but during the day, to get to know each other at the meeting greets, they wear the pants part of the suit, and a medallion like a Rockefeller Records medallion or Death Row rec- medallion. Oh my god! And the and on the medallion is a picture of them in full costume. Let me tell you something. There's a reason why there's shows on TLC on lifetime about like my strange addiction and all of this it's because these subcultures of people are fascinating to people who are not in them yeah you know there's a nudist cruise coming up i'm sure i'm i'm, I'm surprised that there wasn't one earlier no there was there's there colonies was. there's nudist colonies yeah where do you think that where do you think those people's heads are at i think they just like to feel free how do they escape the wrath there's, of the comedians? There's nude people. There's people who are n- naked people and people who are never nudes. And I don't know how easy one can turn into the other. You got to always be tropical, right? They don't have nudist colonies up in like Canada, do they? I'm, sure, I'm positive that they do. Are you serious? Yes. Well, that you know, I'd be, I'd be conve- I'm convex, concave. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that... It'd be inward. By the way, you know Canada does have a summer. Yeah, but they also have a brutal winter. Well, you're walking around all mushroomed I, I up. I don't think you're doing, you know, snow angels in the buff. Why not? It's nude. They're nude in Canada, right? It's a nudist colony. See, they but the thing is, is that it's not like they can't not be nude. They right. can cover up. So then they're seasonal nudists? Is this what we're talking about now? That's like fat boy camping. I'm sure that, if, I'm sure that when they're home, in the comfort and privacy of their own home... They probably don't put on clothes. Yeah. Okay. Like there's, I went to college with this girl and like on the first day of college when we were all kind of like packed in and settled and whatever, we were like, all right, like let's go to the diner and kind of get to know each other. And one of my roommates, which we're still very good friends to this day. She's like, 
okay, hold on. And she takes off her shirt. She's not wearing a bra and she just puts it on, puts on another shirt. And I'm just like, oh, she's one of those. A little miscomfortable, yeah. A little miscomfortable. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's kind of something that you either grow into or you, you never do. Like, you know, uh, people who will never change in front of another person or stuff like that. You know what's the weirdest thing with me about stand-up comedians, why they make fun of Because some of them are just like borderline open micers. And they don't, you could tell. Like, you know what it's like. You will, you will know a stand-up comedian and have heard of him and know who they are and be a fan, dare I say. Long before they own their own home, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, of course. So I'm saying, like, these please. Pe- so many of the comics that I know are. I know. <laughs> they live in your neighborhood. They're sleeping in yeah. each other's right on each other's and couches. They're, they're and they're famous comedians. You know, five roommates, and they're famous. And the weird part about it is, well, like, they're famous to the people who follow that. Right. So, but they have a huge following. Yeah, hundreds of, of thousands of people. Uh-huh. In some cases, millions. But what I'm saying is, like, they consider the cruise ship stand-up comedy gig as such a hacky hacky job and they consider it like so like lame now i think i know one of the reasons why but they'll do it because it's a paycheck but they say no they won't do it and Uh. the truth is i think you are right i think they will do it but a lot of them say uh that's one of the biggest things you could say oh that one's a cruise ship comedian now what they might mean though and what I would say maybe might be uh, what they're kind of talking about is the fact that a cruise ship crowd is a very easy crowd. You know what I mean? You're not going. Everybody's there for a good time. You're not going to the comedy cellar on a Sunday night where you know you got to follow some of the best comedians in the world and you got to hang in there. You are already set up with a captive audience who is ready to laugh like crazy. And it was crazy because I heard. um, Do you know who Steve Simone is? Steve Desimone? Steve, no, Steve Simone. I don't know. Okay, he was just a, uh, Joey Diaz would always have him on, and he was just like a comic, and he was on, I couldn't believe it, he was on one of the cruises I was on. And then I listened to Beatrix tell the story of the guy, we, she got me into listening to this podcast called Cover to Cover with uh, Chris Frangiola. Oh my God, I just downloaded that. Because I told you to three weeks ago. Oh, okay, no wonder, because yeah. it came up and I was like, yeah. why do I have this? I loved when Tanya's wine Alzheimer's, wine Alzheimer's kicks in. <laughs> no, you were better. It. The first one was better. Wine-Simers. Wine- Wine-Simers. Yeah. I don't know if it translated though. <clears throat> so he he's like a, listen, I don't even think a lot of people would like him. I think he's like more like a, he's like an observational guy and he talks in a very dry voice and he just kind of in a, in a mocking way talks about the ridiculousness of pop culture, but he talks about, oh, I'm like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't, of course, you know. Chloe Kardashian, of course. Why wouldn't she, uh, you know, have six husbands? Like he just talks. He talks in a monotone. He's not overly theatrical about it. It doesn't come off like bits and like you know right. routine. He just like is totally talking like they're perfectly normal. And then have you heard this other one? This um, Bahad Bahabi, Bahad Bahabi rapper. Of course, you know she. It makes perfect sense. She curses out her mother on Doctor Phil and. Now she is uh, the voice of a generation. Now, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, why wouldn't it, why would it be any other way? I don't that understand my, what these people's problem are. Of course, that's what it should be. That was my ugly Christmas sweater that I wore for our show. Bahad it's, baby. No, it's a um, on the naughty list. Cash me outside. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, t- I mean, I got it from a, a thrift shop. So that's a Tim Dillon bit. He goes, "This is our country. This is the way the world is. Is that a, a girl like that?" 
can be the most ridiculous, most uh, obscene, absurd figure, so much that she's basically on display like a zoo animal Mm -hmm. on Dr. Phil. And then the whole world can be like, what is this girl's problem? She is an absolute disaster. I can't believe what I'm watching. Playing to your lowest common denominator of what you consider entertainment, this Dr. Phil, this girl making an ass out of herself. Mm -hmm. And then... A few months later, she's got the number one song <laughs> right, in the country. Right. And he goes, America, us as America, we live between those two moments. <laughs> we exist between her. But it's true. Everybody in the country just staring at her, pointing at her like she's in the Bronx Zoo, like just a, yes. just a, just a spectacle. And he's absolutely right. And then she's all of a sudden mainstream in front of everybody on stage, complete legitimacy, and America lives between those two moments. And, it's and we're absolute- all like, like she always was that. Of course, yeah, behind and babies. It's new absolutely song, yeah. right. And this is where the, the phrase guilty pleasure comes in. Yeah. You know, I watch 90 Day Fiance. I watch all of them. TLC has duped me into watching the entire franchise. And is it trash TV? Yes. That's why it's called a guilty pleasure. You know, it's the thing. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'll These guilty pleasures have, you know, groups and podcasts about them. So it's, you know, it, one man's trash is another man's. Why does it got to be a man? One person's trash is mm-hmm. another Thank person's you. Thank you. not trash. Can we be can we be a little proactive here? That's not the word. Progressive. That's not definitely Progressive. not the Progressive. word. I was going to All right, so slide. we're solving some things here. What we're solving about the psyche of the cruise hater. We've I, established that there's some people I that I feel just like you are, feel personally attacked. I, I Did feel, somebody hurt you, Tommy? No, it's not that as much. It's it's more just want to get to the bottom of it because we haven't finished here yet. So we're talking about the first type of cruise hater is the person who is afraid, who may be a little, have a little anxiety and they want to kind of project their fear or whatever it is. into. They want to kind of uh, let that manifest through, uh, you know, them kind of hating on cruising. I can't stand cruising. Cruise a floating picture. Meanwhile, they're not really... They, they look at that ship like you just watched Joe Rogan, you know, high off his ass or not. He's going to sober up and he's still not going to know how it floats. I mean, he's not going to know how the thing floats. It's called buoyancy. It's very simple. There's more air within the steel of the cruise ship than there is. Let's have somebody else just describe it. I don't know. Steel? But what I'm saying is, yeah, steel, steel. It's a steel. You make a bowl out of anything. It could it could float. You know what I mean? If you just have more air on the inside than you do on the outside, it's going to float. It's a big ocean. So I know I just butchered the shit out of that explanation. I am not Bill Nye the Science Guy. I'm not even Mr. Wizard out here. What do you want me to tell you? you I'm just a guy with a cup of vodka. Um, Let's say we talked about the first one. The first one, you know, I love a good recap. Uh, We're talking about the guy who's a little afraid or the woman who's a little afraid. Person. Person, yes. And then we're talking about the environmentalist, which, you know what, if you really have that much passion for that, I won't be mad at you. I don't necessarily agree with you, but I'm not going to be mad at you. It's kind of like I I get the person who doesn't eat meat and who won't wear leather and who only will wear like... I get the person, I get that. But the moment that you start throwing, you know, red paint on my... Fur right. or yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. or you know, 
people who put extremists. themselves in cages. Yes. Extremists like, oh in any form God. are just not, uh, not what I want. The you third person, the third type of person who we realized hates cruising is the general Joe or Jane hater. Hater. They're just going to hate. Troll. The troll. They're going to hate no matter what. So we got three people. Then we talked about the stand-up comedian. They make fun of cruising. Not even necessarily, because I know some stand-up comedians. And I'm telling you right now, if they came on Pirates and Pier Runners, they can shut the hell up. And Bert Kreischer does it all the time. He does not gloat about cruising. I think he does cruises. Yeah, I'm because sure that he I, does. He, he, because I think he, he slipped a couple of times and said it on his podcast. Well, before he got like... Um, yeah, he was Bert the Conqueror. And, he, he was doing the yeah. roller coasters and stuff. Yeah, Bert it's the another Conqueror. thing. It, it's people who are into amusement parks, and I've yeah. been on every roller coaster. Yeah, state in the, fair in the, type people. Yeah. But he had, he had Guy Fieri on his show once. I hate Guy Fieri. A lot of people. <laughs> Troll why do you, why do you hate Guy Fieri? I, there's just something about but you gotta, him. I hate it that you have to say Guy Fieri. I didn't say that. I know, but you're supposed to. Uh-oh. That's a well, well. He'll 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 give you a hard time if you don't. Hey, good. Let him give me a hard time. What, uh, let him let him choke a puppy in front of me so that my distaste for puppies? him will be justified. He, what, no, he, I'm just saying. Like my distaste you, what, for him. Why do you hate Guy I Fieri? Don't know, man. I think it's a combination of. But you came with the man. Yes. That means it's real. I don't know. Said, I don't know, man. <laughs> that means it's real, right? That was visceral. It's something between like the sunglasses on the back of his head, his That's haircut, what he said. That's what that's his, what Anthony Bourdain his said on the beard thing. Like it just everything about him yeah. is something that I don't like. Yeah, and you, Yeah, you gotta the, look inward on that. You the need to irony, look inside why. The, I mean, I don't have to because it doesn't bother me. I don't troll oh, it him. Definitely bothers. No, you, he bothers. This is the me. most fired up I've seen you on this podcast. The, the irony <laughs> is that some of his recipes, I'm like, looks good because it's all like fat ass recipes. It's like well, it's not even. We're well, you talking about his roots. show? You don't watch his show, do you? I don't I watch, watch his show. I watch him going from going. Watch him going to restaurants. I don't no, watch no, him no. cooking. No, I I've seen. It was like Guy's Big Bite. I don't know if that's the show where he goes to diners, drive-ins, and dives. I've been like, yeah. oh, I got to go to that diner. Yeah. You know, um, but it just him, his physical self, I, I don't I don't like it. I yeah, that's uh, like it. That's a tr- that's a, she, you were just triggered. Guy Fieri. And I'll, was, say, oh, I'll say, oh, I'll say this too. Me. Guys, how about this? Cruise people, I'll say this as well. People do not know this, and I probably have said it before, but- I guess it makes sense because people who hate on cruising, just people who hate things. Guy Fieri had a burger restaurant, Guy's Burger Joint, mm. in the middle of Times Square. Mm. I I challenge you. I encourage you. I implore you, dare I say, to go and look at the reviews. The thing didn't last two years. It was completely filleted by the whole entire yelp community by everything now it wasn't that bad <laughs> it was not that bad i mean he his burgers are legendary at sea well, they are the best burger at sea they're famous people love them people swear by them so maybe the restaurant didn't do as well as the but for the the crap he got wait but that's the other thing that's the other sub subset of Troll is so a bunch of Tanya's the out there. 
just yelping the shit out of Guy Fieri. No, for no I'm not a yelper. God, I'm like, the hey, poor you guy know has what? The frosted tips. Sucks, that's it. He he's got frosted tips, and he and he. Go, it, I he, think it's the sunglasses that bother me the most. The sunglasses on the back of the head. I think that's the thing. Yeah, that you gotta I was look just like, on that. Why, this, why why that would bother you so much? You I gotta, don't. Gotta look into I it. think everybody has their own little trigger, and yeah. I think for me that's it. I'm just like, ooh. He right, just, well, yeah, no. Eh, eh. Where, where are we going with Guy Fieri? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, what oh. I, what, we, we missed Chris, Chris Frangiola's tangent first, what I was yes, talking about yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. The reason I brought him up was because, and I didn't hear this, Beatrix told me, he said if he was, he's he's a successful podcaster. He was a couple of decades with Chelsea lately. Uh, you know, just a successful guy. I wouldn't say he's Louis C.K. or Chris Rock or one of these megastars but, or, 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 or Kevin Hart, but he's making a really good living doing stand-up comedy and he had a really good long TV run. And now he tells you flat out. He's like, yeah, I, you know, all these people, they, they talk shit about stand-up comedians going on cruise ships. The money's really good. I think for a sailing, you get several thousand, like a good three to $5,000 per sailing. Right, and I know that the those these open micers are not open micers, but kind of like hardcore struggling, hysterically funny, but struggling New York comedians. You're gonna tell me you're gonna turn that down, right? Are you telling me you'll turn it down? The comedian that I know that you know that I know that you know. <laughs> if I knew that you know, he does them. There's like he's, seven of them. He still does them. Which one? Um, Jay. No. Yeah. Big J does cruise ships? He did ship rocked. No, that's not no no no. That's not doing cruise ships. So what's with that he if you do a festival at sea, yes, there is a there is a shame about that, but it's not on the same level of being a cruise ship stand up comedian. If Big J ever did a cruise ship, he would get kicked off the first the first the oh, first I sailing. mean, yeah, because But I'm talking about yeah, he's he's not but if he does a ship rocked or a impractical jokers cruise or a that's going cruise to dedicated a rock he, he's going directly to his target his audience. His target audience, exactly. Yeah, so but he does not no no. You scared the shit out of me. You I think <laughs> you're gonna tell me that Big J you know who did you know Pete Corielli? No. He does the podcast with Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, they okay. have a great podcast together. I, I totally recommend it. Okay. Hysterical. But, um, you know, it's not for everybody. It's more of a Northeast thing. I know of a great podcast, too. It's called The Staycation Podcast. This is steak. It's a staycation conversation, it's I think. It's a staycation yeah. conversation. But he he didn't tell people. He he missed a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. Pete Corielli. And he's doing it. Sebastian Maniscalco is like one of those guys, is Chris Rock. He is Kevin Hart. He's He's huge. a rock star, comedian. And he's not, my, I'm not a big fan of, is I he know, funny? I I tried to put him on for you in one time when he was I, not necessarily as big and you were like, get this guy off. He I sucks. think he's very funny. Yeah. I think his jokes are funny. I get it. He's just not, I just, I'm not into him yeah. that much, but he's huge. That's the other thing. I think that people think that just because somebody becomes a superstar or, you know, like that that Jerry Seinfeld kind of dough that like, oh, but I don't get why people like him. Well, you know what? You don't have to because enough people like him that he is doing yeah. very well. So you don't have to. It's fine. It's not going to hurt him in any way. But like people take the things that they like very personally. And when somebody else doesn't like what you like, you get a little, there's a little bit of you that's like, mm, I don't think I like you now. I will get to the final, what I think is the type of cruise hater there is out there. And and, and it's it, this one is the most deadly and dangerous to us. It is the mainstream media hater of cruise ships. 
there's a saying that says it, in, in news that says if it bleeds, it leads. And if they have a target, a soft target that they can go all in on and attack, they do it without question, without hesitation. And if there's if this if the cruising society, if the cruising community, if the cruise industry steps out of line or has a problem, the mainstream media is absolutely right there and they are never a second late in absolutely destroying the industry. And I'll say this was most evident with Bloomberg. Bloomberg absolutely killed the industry. How so? And they, well, when the coronavirus thing happened, there was probably a few issues. You know, again, I'm not trying to make excuses, but whether you talk about Biden, whether you talk about Trump, whether you talk about Pelosi, whether you talk about any of these people, Pelosi, nobody knew how to handle this thing. Nobody knew. Pelosi was out there making out with people in San Francisco, telling everybody it's fine. Fauci telling you, you know what? Don't wear a mask. It doesn't help. Everybody was all over the map, and I'm not blaming any of them because of the fact that nobody had a lot of information. So Carnival, through their cruise line princess, was kind of still encouraging people to cruise. How many swine flus have we had? How many Ebola's? How many bird flus have we had? How many whatever that we have that we just kind of powered through them? So yes, it didn't age well. In hindsight, it looks bad. But Carnival continued to sail. Princess continued to sail. And you know what? It ended up being a horrible result. Okay? So it was bad. But then you got Bloomberg out there, Bloomberg News, is going to go out there and talk about these, these cruise lines being ministers of Death, death for capitalism. We absolutely had no problem killing people in order to make money. And and they just kind of went off and they had like a six page article about it. And then so what did happen was a lot of these cruise lines had people stuck at sea. And I could tell you right now, they were not allowed to get to the, the cruise lines weren't making money. OK, the cruise lines were in big trouble. They were not allowed to bring people home to their homes because their homelands wouldn't take these people. Uh-huh. So they had to stay on the cruise ship. And then also for safety, they made them stay inside their rooms for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a nightmarish situation. I do not think I think this is a blameless crime, though. Uh, you heard from the far majority of people, you heard crew members talking about how, you know what, I kind of feel safe. We know we have no cases on board. Uh, yeah, they stopped paying me, but yeah. they're also not asking me to work. Uh, you know, you're getting meals. You're around people. You know, I'm stuck in a room in South Florida, quarantined. You remember the, the differences in quarantine? You remember the first here, it was especially bad. Nobody went anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody, everybody shut down. And how lonely did you feel? How kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, like I don't caged Stir did you crazy, feel? crazy, yeah. absolutely cabin fever. Right. So, so <laughs> these people were at sea knowing that there were a lot of cases on board. In some cases, some cases are worse than others, but they're getting meals. They're getting to socialize. They're getting to interact because the cruise line had no choice. What are you supposed to do? Right. What were you supposed to do? Well, the thing is with, mainstream media is everything is a moving target right but hold on so what i was getting to is now that happened and unfortunately awful 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 scenario some people killed themselves oh yeah crew members killed themselves oh wow yeah and that is awful it's terrible but i don't think it was the cruise director on the cruise ship running around torturing them 
and that type of thing. It was just an awful, awful situation. How many people killed themselves because of corona on that's, land, that's too? That's the thing. Um, the, the thing about being on lockdown and, you know, everybody was working. Everybody who could work from home was working from home. You only went out for groceries for whatever kind of groceries you could find because I, I was the person who went out. But like you ghost her crazy. People weren't being able to make their, you know, therapist appointment. They were going off medication. So, yeah, I mean, it really brought everything to a boil where, you know, you kind of see you, you kind of see the bones of a lot of things and you have to come face to face with so many people. People got divorced. Yeah. You know, uh, child abuse was up. Oh my God, wife beating, just wife ab- beating. abuse in general. Abuse in general went up. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was crazy. It was this um, fire that was lit. And then once the water boils off, you know, you get to what's at the bottom. Yeah. No, 100%. For and, some people, you but know. But then Bloomberg, even two weeks ago, as the cruise industry is completely decimated and completely in peril. Bloomberg decides to just put out another article a couple of weeks ago about the many suicides on board cruise ships and when they started and you know how they do these news these news uh, outlets can get very personal so they talked about Joey so and so started out in his home with a happy child because and then they the, just make the more it all sensational dramatic. they make it the more they're gonna sell yeah and that's just it you know yep I mean it is what it is I mean, there's always Everything is always going to be a target. and Well, that's a blanket t- statement right there. I mean, but it is, though. Everything is a target? Hunting is a target. Cruising is a target. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, what you're saying is no matter what you do and no matter what your outlet is, somebody will find a reason yeah, to place absolutely. blame on it. That's why you kind of have to be like, man, you know what? You, you have... I am of the opinion, you do you, I'll do me. As long as what you do doesn't affect me and my happiness... Then I don't care. Yeah. You want to walk around in a furry costume? Do it. With the Is medallion it around. Me? With no. the medallion around your neck. With the medallion around your neck. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. You know how people kind of annoy me. Oh. Like they just, because a lot of people, a lot of, I feel like more people annoy me than you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just can't get into these. You know it. what? I just don't like it. I can't get into them. I just, it's just like a thing for me. I'm not these these serial killers. <laughs> They're just real jerks. You know what? Yeah. I have every true crime show, documentary, anything that's out there, I have seen it. Yeah. Uh, the same with Kay. We talked about this last night on the live. Just the whole woman thing about loving shows about murder. It's a, it's a woman thing. It's a, You know why? Why? Because They don't want to kill your husbands? No, because that's probably our biggest fear. Really? Mm-hmm. So then why would you subject yourself to that? I I don't know. But I think there's... Well, because there's a fear about your... There's a curiosity about whatever you fear, right? Yeah. So I think that most... I, and I hate making gender-based blanket statements. I really don't like doing that. But I do think that most women, we fear being hurt. Not emotionally. We fear being hurt physically. Or like, I think that's a fear. Did you? Did I tell you that I thought a gunshot went off in my kitchen the other day and I ducked? A gunshot in your kitchen? Yes. Who the hell would shoot you in your kitchen? Uh, dude, I'm sitting in my kitchen by How's the- How's this relationship of yours going? You're <laughs> right? Are you like questioning whether there is a domestic no, shooting going about no. to happen? 
Honestly, I'm sitting in my kitchen. Did you hear like the gunshot go off? I know he was finally going to do what I knew was eventually going to happen. <laughs> no, I'm sitting in my kitchen and I, I'm i like playing my little game on my phone, whatever. And I hear. Hold on. You tell this story. I want you to tell this story. I need to get a drink. Okay. And you continue the story. This is your big debut solo podcast. Oh, God. Well, go. no, because it's quick. No, well, you better, you better, you better extend it. <laughs> okay. Don't choke. Well, I'm sitting. <laughs> no pressure. I'm sitting in my kitchen, and the windows open, and I'm on the second floor, and the so the roof of the first floor is not too far below me, or below my window, and I hear this loud bang. I, I'm not even exaggerating. I hit the ground. I duck, and then I'm. I start like. Uh, not hyperventilating, but I'm just like, oh my God, because it was so loud and so close to me that I felt like it had to have come from right outside my window. So I'm trying to like look through my blinds to see, but I'm also trying to not be by the window because if you, you know, hear a gunshot, you don't go stand by the window. Um, So I crawled to my bedroom and peeked over like my windowsill to see if there was somebody on the roof. Nobody. <laughs> no. Hold. What? And then I <laughs> come back. Um, and then I went to the living room and I wanted to see if like anybody outside had any sort of reaction because now I'm like, okay, that wasn't a gunshot, but like, what the hell was it? And I look out and like, you know, the lady from the doggy daycare is taking out the trash that is right next to me. So I'm like, they had to have heard it. Like, I know that it's not just me. And I, I'm like, well, I guess like, I guess it wasn't. I don't know what it was. So I sit back down. Well, I mean, you went to go get ice. I sit back down, and when I went to the fridge to uh, get a glass of something, I realized that one of the cans of my little seltzer had exploded in the fridge. And that's my story. I have nothing else to say. Do you want to wish Dolly Parton a happy birthday? Today's her birthday. She's 75 years young. Yeah. Can I have some ice, too? Yes, please. Anyway, so yeah, that's the story about how I thought um, I thought that. A, and I looked at like the walls to see if a bullet had come through my apartment. This is what happens when you grow up in the Bronx. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like loud noises. You're either like it's just firecrackers or one random loud noise. You're like somebody's outside my window with a gun. That's it. Uncomfortable dead air. Because I have nothing to say when there's nobody to say anything back to. Um, remember how, remember, I think it was our first um, episode of... Our first episode of 2021 or our last episode of 2020, you brought up like the deaths, like people who we lost. Yeah. And um, 
uh, Roy from Siegfried and Roy had died. Yeah. You know who just died? Who? Siegfried. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You saw that? I did see that. I actually didn't know that that's the case. I saw that one of them had died. I didn't know if they were talking about the previous one or they were commemorating a new one. No, the first <laughs> It's not a new one, the other one. The first one that died was Roy and Siegfried uh, Fischbacher. That tiger didn't go crazy. That tiger went tiger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I guess that's maybe something that I'm passionate about is... um, Siegfried or Roy? (laughs) The tiger. Who's the one with the, 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 the flowing silky gray hair? I believe that's Siegfried. Did you, uh, so Dolly Parton's birthday, huh? Mm-hmm. What a fascinating woman she is. Huh? She really, really is. Wow. I so, was... you, so I'm feeling like like you're counterbalancing. Like all your hatred in Guy Fieri is matched by your love for Dolly Parton, by the I, emotional reaction that we just got. I, I would say that that's an accurate assumption. Yeah. She, uh, you ever hear the story about, she told about Jolene, the song Jolene? No. She, I love the song, but tell me the story behind what it. What a song, though, right? That's what a, a great song, song in general. Yes. How like every every uh, a lot of these famous artists talk about I'm a bad bitch and uh, I'm this and I'm that. I'll, I'll take your man if I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm the hottest chick in the world, and you know. And if it's if it is said, it's about a heartbreaker. She went so far as to say this chick was just too much for me i couldn't compete with this mm-hmm. chick and this chick i just had to say i had to give it up to her hey please do me a favor Don't can you not take, take my, my man, man. Yeah. i know you can get him you can get you can get this guy this p- pathetic freaking guy but can you go out and get something else please don't take him because you can leave me my uh leave me my table scraps but she is uh serious about that to the point where she was going to fight for her man. They worked together at the bank. Mm-hmm. So her man and this Jolene character worked together at the bank. And she was just, a, 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 as they said in 1988, quite the dish. <laughs> I like that. Quite the dish. And uh, and she just said, I had no, I can't, I can't do anything quite about it. Dish. So she goes, I'm going to fight this bitch. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say bitch, right? No, no. Say whatever you want. Right. It's your podcast. Um, I'm going to go fight her. Dolly Parton said, and she said she got dragged around by her wig, uh, thrown on the floor. She got her ass kicked. Dolly Mm. Parton. Not only is this chick hotter and prettier and more of a catch, she went to do something about it because she thought that was her only option. Mm -hmm. And she got her ass kicked. That's crazy. And she said, but I kept the man. I I mean. I kept my man. I'd fight for Bobby. Wow. That is nice. That's a nice sentiment. And... (laughs) I, I think the nicest sentiment that you could ever say to somebody is, uh, I love you so much that if you broke both your arms, I'd help you out. What? And I don't mean like, I'll help you like reach a glass or eat or something. It means, I'll help you out. I'll help you out? Yeah. What does that mean? I'll do that thing that you can't do anymore. Oh, you manipulate, stimulate them. No, Manual I meant wipe your butt. Oh, wipe your butt. So that could have been a whole bunch of things. There's a lot of things you can't do. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. I thought you were talking about uh, I didn't mean sexual manipulation. No, I mean, you, yeah, okay. that's not what I meant. Anyway, so yes, Dolly so Parton. The, the nicest thing you do, wipe, wipe somebody's ass? Yeah. And not the nicest thing you could do, but like, you know, can you imagine be like, ew, I'm out. I don't know. That would, I mean, I would do it. Here's the thing. I would do it for the woman that I love. There you go. But 
I don't think I'd let her do it to me. Mm. See, I feel the same way. I would do it for the man that I love, but I don't think I would let him do it to me. Right, exactly. Because you're just like, you will never not unsee this. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, talk about not unseeing something. Dolly Parton is always ready. She gets up at like three in the morning and she does the makeup and... Yeah, she, you'll never see her out of character. Right. That's got to be exhausting. Absolutely. And I'm not a fan of that. I'm definitely not a fan of that. I like my women on the natural plane. I mm. do. I don't like the whole wig and the... like. I, but that's who she is now. I know. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm She's not, not playing it. somebody no, I'm, anymore. I'm not knocking it at all. Maybe in the beginning, you know? I just don't... I don't prefer that. But it is what it is. Listen, we've said a lot. I think we've said a lot. Okay, cool. Someone might argue too much. Some there's always going to be a troll and a hater. I always say that, but uh, maybe I'll stop. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I know this was a little bit of a mindless one. Uh, the the purpose was, and maybe we should a little bit, just talk about like just a reminder of like why cruising is great. We talked about why all the people, the famous people, kind of just uh, shit on it a lot, and people who just like like to think of it as an easy target. People hate on people having a good time. The truth is, is this: it's flat out. Um, that if you go on a cruise and you really commit to enjoying it and then you actually get on it with an open mind and you don't enjoy it yeah yeah i don't know if i don't know who you are i don't know i don't know how that's even possible what about it if let's just say you, you're not afraid you're not worried about the envir- environment you're not looking to hate on people and you do get on a cruise you're going to like it, I promise you. So that's all I could possibly say is just if you haven't tried it, give it a try. And Tanya, give it another try. You'll I, enjoy it. Different strokes for different folks, man. Uh, yeah, no, I don't buy it. <laughs> what, 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 what about, yes, you're right. I would say there is a, a, a percentage of people who just don't, who will not like it. Right. But for the most part. If you really did give it a chance, I really believe you like it. There's people who don't like the beach, man. I don't like the beach. Right. Right. So because there's a lot of sun, there's there's things about the beach that I don't like. There's okay. sun, there's a, oppressive heat, sun, boredom, all those things, sand that get in every crevice of you. There's just reasons why I don't like the beach. Cruising, you have running water. You have you can go inside. You have <laughs> See, air but conditioning. That's the thing you have AC. Is that for everything that I say that some people don't like and if you don't like it you're just going to bring up the positives about cruising because you like it yeah but you have but you have your your you know what is the okay so give me a reason why somebody wouldn't like cruising Uh, some people you gave us four reasons right but i mean like if you got past those um i don't know i guess some people just may not like the food no not giving you that. The food's good. Uh, some people may not like being on a, a, on a schedule that's already planned out for them. You're no, going to be at sea this day. You're going to be at this port this day. You're going to be, you know. All right, fine. I can give you that one. But you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can't jump off the ship. I give you that. But, you know, if you want to stay on the ship while you were in port, you can. But that's the thing you, is that to those people, it's, well, guess what? If you wanted to choose your own adventure, right, then you, you don't go a on a cruise. One. You just made a good one I can't argue with. Yeah, the the scheduling right. thing, that's Thank fine. You. That's fine. Thanks. All right, we'll leave it, we'll leave it off here where Tanya is, be, is right. Yeah. For thanks. once. Not for once, but all right, we will. 
Tanya, I'm glad we bounced back with this uh, podcast episode. I think it was a lot of fun. It was great having you. It was a good conversation. I think we we covered a lot. I think we kind of got to the bottom of a few things, but ultimately, you know, when it comes to people who just hate on things, we're never really going to get to the full bottom of them, right? No, never. Right. Right. And that's all as we're watching. Right while we're talking right now, there's just B-roll running, not B-roll, but like YouTube (laughs) videos. I don't even know what end we're on, like the poop cruise is coming up. So everything we're seeing on the TV is not helping my argument, but <laughs> we all know what we're talking about. And I'm about. not bringing it up. So that means that I'm a good sport. You are coming on the next cruise. Yeah. I mean, what's the percentage right now? I'm going to say it's more than 50-50. K went up to 90%, by the way. I think for me, it's more about just, you know, getting time off. I, I For me, it's more about the, just the the logistics of it. Right. If if I had time off and I had the cash, I would go. I'd say, yes, I'm going. And you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. She would go. So that means that if I don't go, you know that I'm broke and I can't get time off. We're going to find it. We're going to get you on this cruise. <laughs> you guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. Boat drinks. We were born before the wind Also younger than the sun And the bonnie boat was one As we sail into the mystic Heart now hear the sailors cry Smell the sea and feel the sky Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic And where that foghorn blows I will be coming home Yeah, when the foghorn blows, I wanna hear it. I don't have to fear it, and I wanna rock your gypsy soul. Just like way back in the days of old. And magnificently we will fold into the mystic. You know I will be coming home Yeah, when that foghorn whistle blows I gotta hear it I don't have to fear it And I wanna rock your gypsy soul Just like way back in the days of old And together we will go Into the mystic